0: Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Spooky Gals, the podcast where we explore all sorts of real-life paranormal and creepy occurrences, from ghost sightings and hauntings to reported alien and cryptid encounters, myths, folklore, legends and more. Every week we cover a different true spooky story. We're your hosts,
1: I'm Katrina. And I'm Jasmine. Good evening from Hong Kong. Good morning from the UK. Wow, uh, we are recording this one a bit late. A bit late. Yes.
0: Why why is that, week. Jasmine?
1: Um, well, you see, I might have been a little bit inebriated last night and I was insisting that I could record when I got home from the bar. Bars are open in Hong Kong and everyone was wearing a mask unless they were drinking. Um PSA. Anyway, um and then I got home at like midnight. I was like, it's cool. I can I can I can call you in a bit. <laughs> and Cathy was like, no. <laughs> like you're probably drunk. And I was like, yeah, I'm drunk, but it's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. It was not fine. Um it was <laughs> not, not fine. I slept in my makeup. Um fully clothed. Um didn't even take my socks off.
0: So I should also make it known that yes, she insisted that we record 8pm my time, 4am her time. So she thought that she was going to come home absolutely pissed, go to sleep at, what, half 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, and then she would magically wake up at 4 and we could record. And I said after after much arguing I said okay just message me when you wake up and we can record then because I don't mind staying up until midnight and doing it oh and (laughs) it did not happen no it didn't happen just didn't happen so now we're doing it today
1: it's fine okay Mm. I just I have a problem um where when I drink I don't really feel drunk um at all until like much later in the game and then it all hits me like a brick wall I have a memory, like I didn't black out but I remember eating a bag of pick and mix just like these flashes of just like guzzling sour like sour sweets like so quickly at like light speed that I do believe I could have given myself, I think I gave myself an ulcer from just the speed in which I ate this sour, <laughs> the sour candy yeah. um, goodness me I can't say the word sour candy anymore without thinking of Lady Gaga and Blackpink. Mm. So thanks for that, Lady Gaga. Thanks a Black lot. Pink and you're
0: <laughs> so shall we get shall we get to it? So before we begin, we'd just like to thank our newest patron, Colin Lee. Thank, thank, you, thank you, Colin. Thanks you so much, Colin. Thanks you're 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 a cool dude. Yeah. We like you. We really appreciate it. Um we'd also really like to mention that's Lexi, who is a good friend of the podcast, and some of you might know her as underscore on Instagram, is raising money to help support her young cousin Lily, who was recently injured in a car accident and is currently undergoing extensive physiotherapy. Lexi is selling bracelets to raise money and is just generally accepting donations, but even if you can't donate then she would really appreciate people taking pictures of themselves with signs showing messages of support and sending them to her so she can put them all together in a scrapbook to give to Lily so that she knows all these different people from around the world are thinking of her and wishing her a speedy recovery, which will hopefully lift her spirits during this very difficult time. Thank you so much, and if you're able to help in any way, please contact Lexi at octoberallyear underscore on Instagram And I'll also make sure to tag her in this episode's description and also the episode post on Instagram so that you can find her more easily.
1: Thank you so much, guys. And sending all of my love as well to Lexi and her lovely cousin, uh, Lily. Um, We we understand the cousinly bond more than anyone. (sighs) And and, um, yes, thank you guys for your support in advance. Um, We all wish her a very quick recovery. We do. Okay. Let's do this. I'm excited.
0: So, um, I was I was having a, a hard time coming up with something to do this week because I wanted something more simple than I, I had planned. Um and so this is a recommendation from friend of the podcast and number one official spooky girls fan. Hey Andrew,
1: Andrew! <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Love you Andrew. So this you get ready. This is the hairy hands of dartmoor
1: now that sounds disgusting i cannot <laughs> wait <laughs> you know, me and me and andrew um we've been playing a, a phasmophobia now for a couple nice. weeks um it's 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 so much fun we've only managed to successfully catch <laughs> one spirit all the other ones are just difficult and they, and they always kill us and um it's a lot of fun um so andrew thank you for being the best ghost hunter ever um yeah. sorry about that, i always die <laughs>
0: Thank you, Andrew. Sorry that she always dies. (laughs) Okay, I'm excited to hear this one. I've never heard of it. So, my sources for this are Wikipedia, bbc.co.uk, plymouthherald.co.uk, darktales.blog, wearesouthdevon.com, and legendarydartmoor.co.uk. The vast, bleak, desolate moorland of Dartmoor located in Devon, Southwest England, has given rise to a number of local folktales and legends. Arguably, the most bizarre of these legends is the story of a pair of ghostly, disembodied hands, which are said to be responsible for the unusually high number of accidents and deaths on a particular stretch of road between Princeton and Two Bridges. The hairy, Calloused hands supposedly appear out of nowhere and seize control of their victims' vehicles by grabbing the steering wheel or handlebars, causing them to crash. Reports of unexplained accidents along this eerie section of road, which passes through one of the remotest parts of the moor, began sometime in the early 1900s. As cars were relatively rare at this time, It was mostly cyclists who claimed that the handlebars of their bikes would suddenly be wrenched out of their hands, forcing them off the road and into the deep ditches that ran alongside it. A similar thing would happen to horses and carts travelling down the road, also causing them to lose control. In these very early cases, the hands were invisible, and perhaps weren't even considered hands by the people who encountered them, but rather just a malevolent force that affected their vehicles. This phenomenon remained nothing but a local curiosity. That was, until it proved to be deadly. In June 1921, Dr E. H. Helby, a medical officer at the nearby Dartmoor prison, was driving down the aforementioned stretch of road on his motorbike, with his two daughters riding in a sidecar. Suddenly, the motorbike became uncontrollable, and the doctor had just enough time to shout for his daughters to jump from the sidecar while he wrestled with the handlebars. The girls were able to jump clear of the bike before it crashed, receiving only minor injuries, but sadly the doctor was killed when he was thrown from the bike and suffered a fractured skull. An inquest followed, which ruled that the accident was due to the wheel spokes and axle of the motorbike breaking up. But his daughters were adamant that their father was fighting against an invisible force in his efforts to regain control of the bike. A few weeks after this tragic event, there was another incident in which a coach driver lost control and crashed, injuring several passengers. The hands gained their legendary hairiness in August 1921, when a young British army captain also lost control of his motorbike in the same area. He claimed that a pair of large, muscular, hairy hands closed over his, and were too strong for him to fight, causing him to veer off the road. The Daily Mail soon picked up the story, and the bizarre happenings became nationwide news.
1: See, to me, all of this just sounds like an excuse for, like, why you're bad at driving, Mm. you know? It's all a cautionary tale to never, ever, ever get a motorbike. Yeah. Or learn to drive. Just get an Uber. (laughs) That's my motto. Just get an Uber.
0: The hairy hands of Dartmoor didn't seem to be restricted solely to terrorising motorists, however. As there is at least one report of a pedestrian walking near the road being attacked... A young army officer had become lost during a training exercise on the moors due to a sudden thick fog descending on the area, and must have been relieved when he reached the road leading to Princeton. Arriving at a small bridge near the road, he reported feeling a sudden icy chill all over his body and having an overwhelming urge to quickly run away. It was then that he felt a pair of huge, powerful hands around his throat, strangling him and crushing his windpipe. Struggling against the unseen attacker, he fell from the bridge and into the freezing, turbulent water of the river below, and it was only then that he felt the hands release him. Another instance of the hands allegedly terrorising people who were not actually driving along the infamous stretch of road, but were rather just in the general vicinity, occurred in 1924, when a newlywed couple touring Dartmoor in a caravan encountered the entity. In the middle of the night, the woman awoke for no apparent reason, only to realise with absolute horror that there were two large, hairy hands crawling up the caravan window. Later stating that they exuded evil intent, and she knew they were there to cause harm to both her and her husband. the petrified woman quickly made the sign of the cross, causing the hands to immediately retreat.
1: <laughs> this sounds like Christian propaganda.
0: Oh, <laughs> just wait. Oh God. Time and time again, the same story continued, and indeed still continues, to be repeated after accidents along this stretch of road between Princeton and Two Bridges, in which travellers have felt a negative energy within their vehicle, or encountered a spectral force which attempted to force them off the road, which sometimes takes the form of the hairy hands. One of the most recent reports was in 2008, when a man claimed that huge, hairy paws suddenly appeared and grabbed his steering wheel, again trying to crash the vehicle. While no one truly knows the origins of the hands, or what causes them to torment unsuspecting travellers, there are a few theories that have been suggested. These range from the belief that the hands are those of a vengeful spirit of a man who was killed in a crash along the road, or to a murderous inmate who was held in the nearby Dartmoor prison, or that they may even belong to the devil himself. Perhaps the most popular theory is that the hands once belonged to a particular individual who worked at the nearby Dartmoor powder mills factory, which produced gunpowder. The story goes that this man was renowned for his massive, hairy hands, and Having come into a substantial inheritance from a relative abroad, he was excited to retire early from his job at the factory. In order to celebrate, on his final day at the factory, he threw a party for himself and all of his workmates, and, perhaps after a few drinks and becoming sentimental, he decided that he wanted to keep his tools as a keepsake. Entering his workplace to collect them, He unfortunately must have forgotten that he was wearing hobnail boots, which caused a spark on the granite stone floor that ignited the gunpowder. As you may have predicted, this resulted in an enormous explosion and the unfortunate man was blown to smithereens. The only remaining trace of him allegedly being his large, calloused, hairy hands still clutching his beloved tools. Although no one seems to know the exact identity of this man, there had indeed been several documented explosions within the gunpowder factory, which resulted in a number of fatalities. For example, in July 1851, there was a fire on the site which killed one man and severely injured three others. And again, in November 1857, a man by the name of Roger Northcott was killed in an explosion at the factory. If the legendary hands do indeed belong to an unfortunate man who lost his life in an explosion at the powder mills, this still doesn't necessarily explain why the hairy hands of Dartmoor supposedly attacked drivers in the area and tried to make them crash. The local council has presented a far more boring and mundane explanation, however, as they allegedly found that the camber of that particular stretch of road was unusually pronounced, so much so that it was dangerous in certain places, and they have since had it fixed by engineers. Local sceptics also blame the incidents on the road in question, which isn't lit at night, is fairly narrow in places, and has sudden unexpected turns, as well as on the travellers who are unfamiliar with them and drive too fast, resulting in them misjudging the roads and losing control. It is also worth noting that there are a number of popular pubs in the area, and Devon Cider can be remarkably potent stuff. So basically, Whether or not an individual has been drinking, or is otherwise impaired, it wouldn't take much for them to lose control while driving down the narrow Dartmoor country roads, especially if they are unfamiliar with the area. It is also possible that the so-called Hairy Hands of Dartmoor were inspired by other spectral hands, which have appeared in various folklore from around the world. This includes a story from Welsh legend, which tells the story of a man named Roberts, who, rather than attending church on one particular Sunday, decided to gather nuts instead. That sounds extremely, extremely suggestive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When he found a bush that was overflowing with nuts, and gleefully reached out to pick them, Ooh. A disembodied hand suddenly appeared and attempted to grab him. Terrified, Roberts quickly scrambled away, assuming that the hand belonged to the devil who wanted to claim his soul. The encounter scared Robert straight, causing him to amend his ways, as he vowed to never miss a Sunday church service again. The ghostly hairy hands even make an appearance as far afield as Mexico, where they are known as La mano Pachona, and are still used to this day to threaten naughty children into being obedient, or else the hands will come for them. So, do you think that there really are malevolent, phantom, disembodied hands that terrorise people travelling along the eerie, secluded roads of Dartmoor? Or Do you think that there is a more mundane explanation as to why so many people lose control of their vehicles? And that they blame some external paranormal force as they don't want to accept responsibility themselves?
1: Or it's the devil.
0: Oh, it's the (laughs) devil. What do you think, Jasmine? That was great.
1: That was awesome. Well, I mean, so first of all, there are so so many ways in which this could just be like a cautionary tale Mm -hmm. about like, you know, committing acts against god like i swear isn't it like an old wives tale that like if you masturbate then your hands grow hair yeah right like your
0: palms
1: so, yeah your palms get hairy yeah so this is the ghost of a serial masturbator who jesus hated <laughs> and who cursed to come back and slap people around you know what um i believe it with all of the christian undertones it, it seems to be that that is what the that is what the allusion is to
0: you know right. um Robert's picking nuts off the hairy bush.
1: Yes. And then the the hand of Satan comes out and says, No, no cottaging here, my good man <laughs> and then like tells him to leave. <laughs> It just seems honestly like such such an innuendo filled allegory. Mm-hmm. Um, although most likely it's because it was an unlit road at night and um, people are terrible at driving. Yeah, they're The best of That's times true. let alone the middle of the night. Yeah. Yep. How about you?
0: Yeah, I think it's probably just that the roads are... Shit. Na- like, I have been down some country roads in Take Wales. Take me home
1: to the place I belong. <laughs> yeah,
0: in Wales, <laughs> and they were they were absolutely terrifying.
1: I bet. It's like oh, people God. would
0: still drive so fast when there was literally room for a car, and they would come people at you, crazy. and there were so many, like, turns that you didn't know what was around the corner, and then so many hills... Yeah. Who
1: needs a roller coaster when you have empty country roads in Wales? That's what I always yeah. say. Okay.
0: The threat of imminent death. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, Lord, that was a fun one. Thank you, Andrew. That was a great suggestion.
0: Yes, yeah, thank you That's so cool. much, Andrew. I've never heard we, of that before. We loved it, and we hope that you all enjoyed it too.
1: Yes, guys. Thank you, Katy, for that riveting tale of hairy palms.
0: <laughs> thank you. The-
1: what what distressed me was that it was that they were being described as like muscly hands. Mm-hmm. I'm like, where do you find the muscles in your hands? Like, you know, how do you I how are know. you aware? It's just like if someone big <laughs> yeah. If someone were to like hold your wrist, you'd be like, Oh yeah, those are like some muscly, strong, hairy hands. To me, that's again sounds a highly sexual <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat phallic, in many, many ways. Gross.
0: Yes, I know, Grace. So, yes, we hope you enjoyed today's story and let you join us again for next week's episode. Thank you, guys. If you want to get in touch for any reason, just to say hello or to send us a story of your own true paranormal or spooky experience, please email us at spookygirlspodcasts at gmail.com and also make sure to like and follow our Spooky Girls Facebook page as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on Twitter at Spooky Girls Pod and on Instagram at Spooky Girls Podcast. If you want to support us further, then you can become a patron by going to Patreon.com/SpookyGirls. And from as little as two dollars a month, you gain access to bonus episodes and other awesome content that we have planned for the future. Thank you all so much, and we'll see you all next time. Stay spooky. Bye bye. Bye bye. Beautiful.